Yo, I'm back for another episode, fellas. Now, this one's going to be on a little bit more serious note. This isn't a philosophy or a thought process or anything like that. It's more of a lifestyle or a it's a necessity, especially for men. Now, I know all the rhetoric with the dating coaches and the alphas and all these blah, 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 big chest beating people that it's just like, oh, you're just going to just pumping up and pumping up and pumping up and pumping up. and Yeah, sure. You might have that opportunity if you're a good looking guy, but even good looking guys have mastered one thing because they're so used to getting women. Today's episode is titled, Man, if you can't master being alone, stay out of relationships. Also, it kind of ties in to the title of the episode. I want to go in my, into my closing segment about predatory women and how they cannibalize on men, regular men like you and me. This podcast has always been about the regular guy. The 20% doesn't have shit to worry about. They get all the women, and that's fine. Good for them. I make this show for the 80. The 80%. Now, not all of that 80% is, is are, are incels, as, as the shamers would actually believe. Some of them are just regular guys with maybe... I, I know from in my case, long hours, and the fact that I didn't take care of myself in the gym led to my failures with women more than my physical appearance. Granted, I'm ugly as fuck, so that's neither nor there. But I wasn't an incel. But anyway, fellas, mastering being alone is not just diving into video games. Video games is something that's cool after work for me, but that's not my purpose. I mean, my purpose is what I do for work. Or more so, getting promotions at my job so I can continue moving up the ladder. I do not want to be on top of the ladder as much as I want the money of being up there. And that's fine. I'll accept the responsibility of all that, but yeah. But it's neither here nor there. I want to go into my personal, I guess, style of mastering being alone. And what I like to cover is truly mastering it, not secretly being thirsty and diving into porn, which I've done before, but the art of being with yourself. So stay tuned. First, let me just go ahead and start off as I like to do myself and cover the mistakes that I've made and the mistakes I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only man that makes those mistakes. When you spend your 20s chasing the wrong thing and you know exactly what I'm talking about, you shouldn't be pouring your time and your heart and your emotions and your energy into and your money into chasing women. If you chase success, and if you chase 
you know, a better you, then that alone will, should attract the, that is the honey that's going to bring the flies, if you know what I mean. Now, I'm not trying to be vague and dance around the topic, but I, I like to speak in metaphors when it comes to this. Now, not everything is about chasing money. I mean, there's... It, a lot of people can't figure out this economy, capitalism, this life. And, uh, and I get that. I'm in an odd job my damn self. I'm not a, a business owner. I'm not doing anything spectacular other than I found a place I want to be at or so settled into more than want to be there. And I'm trying to make the best of the situation that I have. But for you young men, please... As good as the pussy is, as good as the relationship is, as much as you love her, and even if you put a couple of years into it, her hypergamous brain will always lead her to kind of seek better. So, not to say men can act on hypergamy themselves, but as a man, please know that you in your 20s is not the, the end of the road and you can do better. 35 or 40 year old you can do better than 25 year old you right now. It's hard to believe, but it's one of those things when it comes to you're going to be in a, if you're smart, obviously, you're going to be in a much better financial position at 40 something or 30, you know, late 30, 40s range. And if you're functionally, you know what I'm saying? If you maintain functional fitness, because I talk a lot about that and you're in moderate shape, learn how to dress better, things like that, just small game, you'll be able to pick from women the age you are now. That's game. Especially if you can get exclusive possession of a woman 20 years your your junior when you're fucking 40. Now, I don't think 40-year-old men should marry 20-year-old women. There's just too much out there for her. She's going to fucking go wild. She's like a, a a wolf. You can't trap a wolf. But, uh, you know, a late 20s woman and a 40-year-old man, it's not preposterous. That's neither here nor there. It's not about the, that journey. I'm sorry, it's not about the goal at the end of that journey. It's the journey itself. Now, for some of you, maybe college isn't the answer, or maybe you haven't tried, but one of the ways you can redirect all that masculine energy, number one, start working out. uh, I'm not saying you need to be Kai Green or one of these bodybuilders. Just seriously displace all that masculine, masculine energy. I know... If, you, if there are any young men listening or men my age, displace that shit via the gym. Don't look at fucking porn, at least every fucking day. You should cut that shit down to like four or five times a month. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I'm just talking about displacing all that fucking masculine and sexual energy. Now... Where you can put your drive and dedication and focus into instead of pursuing the end of the road with women 
is you can either A, look into college, or B, I recommend the Blue Collar Fields, trade school, uh, any of those, you know, those sectors. Uh, even if you want to go to college and get into engineering, work with your hands. A man, he only learns via, we only learn via hands-on. So, I'm pretty sure, I mean, unless you want to, if that's your calling, full speed ahead, go for it. But a lot of guys don't want to go work in a cushy, air-conditioned office with, uh, I'm sorry, most of those jobs are uh, infected and baptized in feminism. So if you want to deal with that shit, more power to you. I hope you are able to move through that sphere and that sector without any HR issues because of the Me Too era and all that shit, but which is neither here nor there. But yeah, that's your professional and per, uh, sort of, uh, I guess, physical ways you can try to redirect all that energy. Now, a lot of your purpose, it shouldn't be toward giving your time and your dedication and your love and your focus and your drive to another person. I work with a lot of people that say something that it it resonates with me a lot and I can't word it as good as them. So you'll have to forgive me. But basically what it breaks down to is you're going to give like I give my job 10 hours, 12 hours of my day. And that's for them. Everything I do there, even though it's for a check and to better my position where I'm at, it's there. That's their time on your time. What are you giving yourself? Now, if you get pleasure out of anime and video games, because I I for damn sure love anime and video video games. I'm never going to give those things up. But how much time are you giving to yourself? If your job gets 12 hours, 8 hours of your day, excuse me, not everybody's psycho like my work. You get 8 hours of your day to your job. 6, 7 hours of sleep. In between all that, what are you doing for yourself? Now, it doesn't have to be some major project. You could be, again, working out. But you should dedicate some time to reading. Now, I hate to sound like a you know one of your lame, boring old teachers from back in the day. But reading is very important. And I'll describe why. Because you can learn a lot of things from just... Picking up, and I'm not talking about self-help guru books or satire or anything, but like, if there's something you want to know about, find a good, you know, book that resonates with you, um, a well-meaning author that didn't just shit out books for money, and really learn about that. Like, I really want to know about entrepreneurship. And I've read uh, several titles. I don't want to plug them, but I think one of them was The Entrepreneur in Me and Entrepreneurship for Dummies. Uh, Excuse my lisp there. (laughs) But yeah, man, um, that's something I want to know about because I am absolutely sick of working for people. Now, as a business, going into the business world, I'll ultimately be working for customers. That's one of the, one of the base, you know, baseline rules of not just entrepreneurship entrepreneurship but business is that you're going to work for your customers but uh self-employment is something that I've I'm obsessed with 
I always look at that. And I'm obsessed with it, but I admit that I haven't dedicated myself to it. Like I said, I spent my 20s dedicated to chasing fake-ass relationships. And could have done a lot more of my time learning how to be self-employed. Like, if I was smart, I wouldn't be where, I work, where I'm working right now. I would have jumped ship and gone into self-employment. But I just need to figure out how to do that. And that's where my dedication in just small things, like reading a chapter a day. If you do that on a daily basis, actually, I get deep into the books and read three or four chapters a day sometimes. If you're burning through a book a month and you're routinely reading and you're expanding your horizons and you're also your mind is building its cognitive function of taking in that information because reading is it's almost like a way for your to exercise your brain muscle. Now, granted, I'm not saying that playing video games is making me dumber or anything like that, but I feel my memory improves when I sit down, I relax. I try to read what I'm, I try to look at what I'm reading. I try to interpret what I'm reading because it's very easy to burn through a book and brain dump the shit. That's what I did routinely in school. But it's another thing to kind of interpret what I'm reading and take it into my mind and kind of see where from the three, a 360 degree view of that, what I've just read and kind of, you know what I'm saying? inherit that and that's what I'm getting at not just reading but being present in the moment now as I just went through got through bashing my little habits I do want to kind of talk about how important that is to take time to do shit you like to do. Now, even if you don't, you know, I recommend not dedicating hours of your day toward it, but even if you take an hour and a half at night, like to cook your meal or whatever you're doing, sit down, eat your food, watch a show you like, or play some games, just relax. Maybe even get some extra sleep. I'm not saying veg out on the couch, but I'm speaking to how important it is for you as a man to kind of blow that steam off, release the pressure of your day. And for a lot of guys, for the the relationship dependent guy, you fall into the trap of, well, that woman is my release of the day and I'm dependent on her. And you invest into that relationship and it ultimately you feel you've invested so much that when, when things go to get to a point to where I'm like, well, maybe the relationship is dead or you shouldn't be there because it's a toxic environment, but you are doing the cost-benefit thing that the male brain often does, and you are trying to decipher that, oh, well, I could get rid of her, but my brain is stating that I've invested too much. And sir, you listening, particularly you males... No, there's no, unless you've invested your life, there's no point where too much investment comes into play. Because there are men who've gotten, who are wealthy men who get divorces and they get drugged. And they're paying all types of money to their exes. But you know what? 
I'm not a I'm not co-signing getting financially drugged by family courts, but some women are so toxic that men would be willing to part ways with their fortunes to get away from them. And that's what you that's what mastering being alone is so important for. Because if you don't know how to be alone, then you don't know how to be with somebody who actually is good for you. But you do know how to be with somebody who's absolutely toxic for you because you're fucking desperate and you're codependent. If you can't defeat codependency, then you don't need to be in a relationship because at the end of the day, you're going to fail all... Women women inherently do shit testing. It's their brains. It's not them. So when you fail all those things and they start, she starts treating you like shit, and she starts stripping away all your habits and all your friendships. You're so dependent on her that you just let that shit go down. Sometimes it's best to show somebody the door. Instead of letting them predator, to be predatory and cannibalize your life. And that actually is going to lead right into my closing segment. This one isn't a long episode, fellas. So the closing segment is about to be on what I just described these predatory women closing segment time I want to talk about predatory women in general not just gold diggers because they're in the group but the greater aspect of how women prey on you a lot of the and mainly this is the conservative white guys that are falling into the, tra- the traps of these honey bears I call them these fake conservatives really you know notice how there's a uh, the rise of all these really cute really attractive conservative women that's a trick it's a trap they're preying on what men want because a lot of what men guy what men they say men do is tell women what they want to hear and we often do that to shut them the fuck up but when women do it, it's to prey on you. Now, what I mean by predatory women, military guys, they're one of the biggest examples of who, like what predatory women go after. Now, a mid to upper level, you know, enlisted, I know for the military, the terms of like enlisted and officer. So the mid level is like enlisted the upper level is officer low level officers and even mid to high level enlisted they're not taking home a significant amount of money but what makes women want to prey on those guys is the benefits and not only that the military is very gynocentric the military has already written into their policies that they're going to give the woman the woman half there's no fight they get half period women love military men for what they can provide 
half their shit. And that's what I'm talking about, predatory women. Women love men that can benefit them in one way, shape, or another. They don't love the men themselves. They love the benefits. I think the way to look at how predatory women deal with men, you have to think about this. Think about a really good steak. Fuck the cow. You're the cow as the man, but the woman just wants the steak. So she'll lead you right to the fucking slaughterhouse so she can get her precious little steak. And then she's going to move on to another cow. It's like a person working at a slaughterhouse, essentially. That's the woman leading men to slaughter. Yet we're so thirsty, we line up. And that's how these bitches end up with body counts so damn high. Another great example of how predatory women are is with the advent of the child support system and welfare system. Millions and millions and millions of American women are just out to try to get pregnant by a guy with means. Now, there are some dusty, low quality, low frequency, low value women who have no problem just getting pregnant, period, because of the welfare state by fucking anybody. You could be a crackhead. Actually, the more destitute a man is, the better. Because that's going to give her, not only she's going to be able to jump on those benefits, but she's going to get victim status from society. My baby daddy ain't shit. That type of stuff. Society doesn't look at those women like, wait, you let a nigga that ain't shit come in you? You let a crackhead come in you? You let a fry cook at fucking Burger King come in you? Nobody asks these questions. Everybody wants to pat her on the head and be like, oh, poor woman. Now, again, I'm not bashing. But that's a very predatory thing. Seeking out sperm just so you can fucking pop a baby out. These things are on purpose. All women act like they get pregnant on accident. But they have these babies on purpose. Shout out to Paul Proteus for that nugget. They're preying on you fellows. Now, one of the things you can do is prey on them back. If you're a young man and you don't have the means that you want, build yourself up. I know it's going to suck to go without pussy for the extended amount of time. But maybe you could practice, you know, I'm not saying go full-blown MGTOW monk, but you may need to temporarily go MGTOW. Just build and make yourself a man that can pump and dump these bitches and you play them. I actually recommend a vasectomy. So if a vasectomy is the only sure way to not get sperm jacked, they ain't going to sperm jack a dude with a vasectomy. Now, a lot of guys are like, oh, I want kids someday. I don't want to risk that. And the vasectomy is risky and blah, 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 blah. Riskier than getting sperm jacked by some whore? You make the decision, fellas. They're literally, the dating market is like the walking dead. You're, the few survivors are that 20% of men, and the zombies are the 80%. Now, some of the non-20% survivors of the main cast are us 80% guys. And we're out here ducking and dodging too, but most of us are getting nabbed by the zombies. Again, I'm not going to go forever on this topic, but... It's, a, it's in your court, fellas. 
Don't make yourself an easy target. Always stay on the move. Always keep your head on the swivel. And stay away from these fucking blood-sucking leeches. Live your life, man. Because you only got one. I'm out.